0: You call,
1: mighty sparrow. I'm in the city of Mardi Gras. You're listening to Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. Welcome aboard, mighty sparrow. This is Jerome Rand. It is August 29th, and that puts us at day 47. Holy cow, 47 days at sea. And uh finally got back on the wind. That's the big news from today. Holy cow, just in time too. We've got some weather uh nice big old tropical wave coming off uh of Africa here in about 3 or 4 days. And I'm definitely going to feel the effects of it, but I don't want to be anywhere near the center of this thing, because it's going to be crummy, really (laughs) crummy conditions. Um, So I finally, I I had to motor all morning and then go and uh, bust through a little bit of a rain squall. But then the wind came on, got the new forecast. I should have wind for, really, I should have wind for days and days now. Um, It's only gonna be coming out of the west for maybe two days, but that's all I'm gonna need to get south of this, this big system. But then I'm gonna be running into um, basically Southerlies. So South, 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 Southwest. And it's not until I get down towards almost at the equator when that's when all of a sudden the wind (coughs) starts acting a little more like the Southeast trades. And, uh, we'll back around to the South, South, uh, East, which is what I'll be using to skirt along the old, uh, the old equator towards the west and back towards the Caribbean. But that's going to have to wait for a little bit. It's probably going to take, I would think at least about two weeks or so to get down to the equator. So that's going to be almost mid September, probably I don't know. We're going to see, I'm going to have my brother really take a look and, and see what what it looks like as far as how these hurricanes and everything are shaping up. Because typically they, they sort of form or start, the tropical waves come off right where I am now. So that's at about 12 to 15 degrees north latitude, right around where the Cape Verde islands are. Now typically they don't form into hurricanes until you know as they make their way west it takes a while for them to build but you know some of them develop really quickly and then peter out those are the ones that you never really hear about unless you're tracking all of them uh because they just typically stay in the middle of the ocean and you know that's about it but i just want to stay out of that (laughs) or else i would have already had and across uh, the Atlantic, you know, if it was if it was already October or November, I would I would be heading heading back to the East Coast. But la da, such is life. So that the game plan at this point <clears throat> is to do basically a hundred day sail, ten thousand miles, doing a circumnavigation of the Atlantic. That's that's the only. Uh, guidelines I can salvage from this thing. I mean, my my brain is has just melted between the heat and going through these calms and troubles with the engine. It's just uh, well, and actually, no, I wouldn't say troubles with the engine. Just this this daunting bag of fuel that I've had to tote around, which I would. If I didn't have a heart, I, I literally would have dumped the majority of this in the ocean. Um, you know, it just, it's one of those things I, I it's there, it's not leaking, knock on wood, but it's, it's there. It's, it's taking up all this space. It's really heavy. The possibility of it springing leak is always prevalent and, uh, it's just, I, it's just one of those things. I wanna, I want a motor as much as I can, but the motor's so loud. It just after I, I think I motored. So I drifted last night. Gosh, I, I gotta look and see how many days have gone by. But you know, basically we had our wind and then got to the Cape Verde's. Didn't get to see them too far away. Uh, really hazy and. Basically, the wind was just dropping and dropping, so it was tons of motoring, lots of slatting of the sails and all that, and what I would do is just, you know, by the time my brain couldn't handle that sound anymore and the heat, because it's already, you know, it's 90 degrees down below during the day, the boat holds on to a lot of that heat, and then you got an engine that's, you know, 180 degrees pumping away in there, um you know, it's, it's this big, hot, (laughs) hot mess. And, you know, I, I hadn't showered in weeks and all stuff. and, And that's why today is sort of a big day. That's why I'm doing the podcast is, uh, I got to shower We're back on the wind. You know, I transferred a bunch of fuel. So the bag is getting smaller. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I got, uh, to do a lot of texting with, um, one of my buddies. And, he just, he was saying just, ugh, its its nothing's really gotten much better back in the States. There's more murdering, more protests, and the elections coming up and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know, he gave me a few, few little blurbs about what's going on. And it definitely put things in perspective. Because uh, I, you know, day after day after day, it's sort of grinding away at me you know, being out here and, you know, I think all of it stemming from from the fact that the original trip got basically derailed. Um, but I don't know, I you know, I I know I can be out at sea for a very long time, keep my head about me, but having goals and having targets, you know, that was what that first trip was all about and i'm finding that that is an absolute necessity to have something to aim for you know right now my goal is to get down to the equator cross the equator and then start making my way basically back and you know just that, that tiny little goal. Now it's sort of like, okay, well, how am I going to get there? Where, what am I going to use that wind? So I've got things to focus on. Um, you know, whereas before I think I, I'm starting to, I was starting to just sort of drowned in my own self-loathing pity. It It was pretty gross. And I, I think, I think at a certain point, you know, you have to just say, all right, come on, buddy. Let's, let's, uh, let's put the old big boy pants on. <laughs> Stop crying. Do you just do something, find some projects, get going, get your goals and, uh, and let's get this thing done. Cause I mean, really hundred days, we're already at 47 tomorrow's going to be 48 day 49 is going to be the first of September. So that means, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting close. I mean, I, I'd love to be home, um, or at least Basically, gonna head to Beaufort, South Carolina, where I usually keep the boat in the wintertime. That's where I base out of, so that's where I'm going. Uh, but if I can get there, you know, by mid November, that'll be like 100, 120 days or something uh, total for the trip. But that also means that I'll be able to go home for Thanksgiving and see my family and all that sort of stuff. You know, we lost uh, <clears throat> one of our extended family you know, uh, probably a week ago, two weeks ago. And I don't know, it's one of those things where I, I really want to get back there and see all of them and, and, you know, spend some time with them. So that's the, uh, that's the thing in my head, you know, is back into a much better spot. Uh, I did end up dumping out, uh, I guess it's like three gallons of this hundred proof, just disgusting vodka. Um, You know, I I had sort of been tapping into that and drinking it a little more than I should. Um, But it was weird because I I had sort of the same thing happen up near the Azores and woke up just, my brain was, was cooked. I was so depressed. I didn't know... I was just like almost panicky, you know, and panicky on a boat is a bad thing. You, you got to have sort of control of your brain. Same thing happened, uh, this morning and it was, it was after, you know, a night where I had, you know, probably one or two too many drinks and, uh, but it was that vodka, you know, it was, so. other stuff I've got like whiskey and some bourbon and stuff and, i don't know those don't those don't do anything but holy cow so just dumped it out don't really need it anyway it was really gross super cheap stuff and uh i may regret that you know later on when when i totally run out uh of alcohol but um i i think i'll be okay and you know i mean it's really it's just it's the uh the sundowners one or two at sundown help you get to sleep and uh good to go. So I don't know, the the whiskey and stuff might last. But um, yeah, I just had to get rid of it. I was like, no, nope, this stuff's bad. Because it was cool. I mean, last night, you know, uh, once I started just drifting, it was really calm, started just drifting, didn't want to motor anymore, shut everything down. And is one of those nights where you know there's no wind there's no wave noise and uh i started hearing the breathing of the dolphins and this pod of maybe 15 20 dolphins uh were within about 50 feet or so it was dark so i couldn't really see but uh they're all just at the surface breathing away and so i sat up with them and just listened and uh i I found my old dive light has really powerful dive light and, uh, but it wasn't charged. I was so mad. So I charged that all up because I figured, you know, if I get in that situation again, it'd be really something to be all dunk a big dive light down there and, uh, and hopefully attract the dolphins, attracting other fish, all that sort of stuff. So I don't know, but yeah, other than that, it's it's uh, day in and day out, just doing the thing, caught a lot of rain um have about I think I caught 15 gallons in the last two days which has been pretty cool uh, <laughs> definitely needed um, I'm I'm slowly eating away at my supply but this this rain here in this particular part of the world comes at a cost uh, with all the dust in the air from the Sahara it's you, you you know, you can drink it straight away. I've done that before. But at the same time, if you store it for a while, especially, you know, just like in your big tank or whatever, this bacteria, this grayish sort of sludge starts growing in your water. And you can still filter it, but I know it's made me sick before. So I've, I basically, I sort of, I, I, you know, I brought along just one of those household Brita filters and uh, like the pitcher things and I have three or four spare filters, cartridges. And so basically caught all this rain and just started going to town and and filtering it and so it's already been filtered once and I'm storing it in the refrigerator. So it stays colder, tastes great. I was thinking about adding you know just like a drop of bleach into it but uh we'll see i don't know but i have another so it's like basically turning this like water factory because i'm catching it in one container and then i'll siphon it down into little gallon jugs to make it easier to pour into the filter which i have connected up to another one of these five gallon containers that's actually in the fridge and I don't know. It was funny. I mean, it's, it seems like such a inefficient thing, but, and I, who knows? Maybe, maybe when I look back on it, I sort of think, well, why didn't I just do that? Uh, but, yeah, so it was, it was like hoses and jugs and water spilling everywhere. Uh, but also, you know, during that time, I was able to shower, and it's been weeks. Weeks. And I, I did a whole gallon and it felt absolutely amazing, especially after being just hot and sweaty for as long as I have been. Oh my gosh! Oh, I still feel all clean, I still smell pretty clean, although definitely smell like sunscreen because it's been it's, as, soon as, as soon as the rains quit and the winds pick back up, it got pretty sunny just waiting for that sun to actually drop down uh below this huge cloud system that's uh off to the west oh because i'd like to be up there in the breeze but i i you know i've just been getting so much sun my face just cooked like every day ah but it is uh better than cold i was telling my mom that uh I'm not telling her texting my mom that it'd be, uh, I'm still trying to warm up from being in the Labrador sea up there. Cause man, when I do, when I think back to that, that was miserable, like four or five layers of thermals and stuff. Just, just always being cold. Hmm. Yeah, pretty crazy, but it is, you know, it's nice. I'm going to try texting more people as well. Um, you know, keep the lines of communication open a bit more, um, you know, I, I feel like at this point I'm, I'm almost past the hump, like the, you know, the midpoint, the, the low point, we, on the Appalachian trail, we called it the Virginia blues and, you know, Virginia was a relatively easy state to hike, but it was long and there's like four or five hundred miles in it and everything so i don't know but uh everybody sort of gets depressed mode a lot of people quit hiking the trail in in virginia but anyway so that's where i'm i sort of feel like i'm at that spot and I, i feel like once i get a bit further south and actually get into solid trade winds again down by the equator i know i'm gonna have to go through you know the doldrums again but um yeah i think i think once i get down there then it's it really is because that's that's where i'm gonna basically that's gonna be the turn of the tide so to speak where you know we start heading heading back and then it's instead of every day getting a little further away then i'm i'm getting a bit closer and you know, again, just try and try and remember to enjoy what I can. You know, I think it's just been the repetition and everything and, and all that is why I've been so low lately, but uh, you know, I am just, just got to try and focus, cracked open a new book today. So it's all about trying to, trying to maintain a little positivity, make it through each day, enjoy the ride while I can. Um, cause you know, I mean, psh, chances are I get back there in November and you know, who knows? I don't know when exactly the election is. I know it's in November, but I mean, all hell could break loose and I could end up, you know, being like, I gotta go back out to sea. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be like the irony of it is, you know, battle my way around the ocean for a hundred days just to get back, get back on land. And then there's just this big, massive, you know, problem. Oh boy. I don't know. Such is life, but I'll tell you one of the cool things I was thinking about. <clears throat> I've always told my parents that, you know, they live up in, in Northern Michigan and I've always told them that, yeah, they, they they live out in the woods, out in the country and all stuff. And, and it's sort of like the compound, so to speak. That's what we've always called it. And because you do, you sort of feel like, you know, Zombie apocalypse this is where you want to be you got a big fence and you know You got woods and animals and water and all sort of stuff the one thing they've never I've always said, you know mom it wouldn't be a bad idea to just get You know a little like three months supply of food or something like that just so that you know you have it It's there You never know. I doubt anything like that will ever happen, but come on well when I drive up there for Thanksgiving I'm going to bring with me, I think it's about a six month supply (laughs) with like a 25 year shelf life. So bring that up there and they'll finally be all good. But other than that, that's pretty much it. All I have to report at this point. Oh, oh, one last thing too. Yeah. The, the engine, it was starting to overheat and, um, during normal operation, not good. I don't know if I covered this on the last podcast, but, um, yeah, I ended up checking the oil and the oil level was really high. So water got into the oil, had to go through, do a big oil change, all that sort of stuff. And, um, now she's, she's holding strong and running well. I ran her for, I think 10, 10 hours. No, today I ran her for probably like six hours. The day before I ran her for almost 10 um, so she's, uh, she's doing just fine at this point. Got to keep an eye on that engine cause I'm definitely going to need her all the way through. But, um, yeah, got to keep an eye on those gauges and always check those fuel and, and fluid levels cause you know, suddenly things can go wrong and then, then all of a sudden you don't have an engine. Other than that, top tip of the day.
0: <laughs> all right. Sail safe, everybody think it's it's pretty evident that i'm i'm definitely starting to succumb to the isolation and uh and just the reality of where i am out there and um you can see it definitely i can in just trying to come up with goals and and pretty much do anything and everything i can to keep my my head straight um so that's that's kind of interesting but you know, hope is definitely coming around as the calendar ticks away. I remember, you know, as, as September and everything came into play uh, or was coming into play, that that felt really good, um, you know, partly because it was closer to getting home, but also the fact that, you know, the peak of the hurricane season was just around the corner. So once that turned, then that meant that I could start really, you know, heading back because my position there near the Cape Verde Islands you know that's the birthplace of a lot of the hurricanes, and you know from there to the Caribbean is basically a, like a bowling alley in a way, and uh, it's not a place you want to really sail. But um, the, one of the interesting things is the water. You know when you catch the water out there, it, it it has a very quick shelf life before you can't drink it anymore, and that bacteria grows really quickly. Um, one of the five gallon jerry cans that I filled up. Uh I had even put a couple drops of bleach in it and everything and within uh I'd say a week when I cracked it open, it had a really bad stench and it had the little gray sort of cloud in it, which uh, basically meant it was filled with that bacteria. So I ended up having to dump that out. So a lot of times, you know, even if even if I was catching a bunch of rain at one point, it wasn't doing much because you know, it it just didn't last. So it was something where you know, drink as much water as you can for the day or two uh, until until it actually goes bad. So the the engine issue, I still haven't quite figured out exactly uh, what went wrong and how I got water in it. I I can only think that uh, maybe somehow a little bit of it came in through the exhaust uh, when I was in the actual uh, Portuguese trades, but. That, that one remains <clears throat> a mystery. The the engine kept working and, and worked well and, and is still working today, so who knows. All right, on to the next. Welcome aboard, Mighty Sparrow. Today's uh,
1: September 6th, day 55 out here in the Atlantic Ocean. We are closing in on the equator. Uh, pretty much we've made it to the bottom of the Atlantic, so... Not too fussed about crossing that line. If we don't, uh, if the wind doesn't want to let us do it, then uh, so be it. But uh, we're headed pretty much southwest, west southwest at this point. And uh, yeah, with the peak of hurricane season just uh, about eight days away, as long as I stay south of 10 degrees north, I should be um, pretty well safe. And that basically. It's from here to Trinidad, which is uh, oh, like 2,000 miles or something like that. So, a good 20, 25 days away, depending on how hard I push. And with the winds as light as they are, we're only doing 2.2 to 3.3 knots <laughs> at this point. So, yeah, we motored quite a bit. Um, but I guess I'm trying to think so. <laughs> Uh, I think the last podcast we were just starting to come into some pretty strong southerlies that were basically stopping us in our track. And for three days we beat uh, under storm jib and triple reef main. Actually, just close reached, I guess you could say, or fore reached. Uh, the seas got pretty steep, definitely really uncomfortable. The winds uh, during the squalls. We're up in the forty knot range, uh, so it definitely got pretty intense. But it was nothing, you know, catastrophic by any means. Mostly just really uncomfortable. But uh, we we made it almost as far as uh, twenty degrees west uh, lat, uh, longitude. and um, we're still gaining a little further south, but, yeah, I mean, we, we, we pushed pretty far. I mean, you know, it was almost one of those things where I'm looking at the chart and I'm looking at the countries, you know, Sierra Leone and and Liberia and stuff. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think I got even within 500 miles of them, but it is one of those things you do, you do wonder about. You're sort of like, well, I know they got pirates, but how far out do they go? And I've always figured that, If you're more than 200 miles offshore, you don't have to worry about that. Because it's just too far. I mean, there's nothing out here. Uh, I haven't seen a ship in forever. And I am in a major shipping area between, you know, the Gold Coast of Africa to Panama. I mean, this is the equator. This is a huge highway, and there is nothing moving out here. It's absolutely... It's astounding. I, I've never I've never seen it like this before. Oh, sorry. I'm tired. Barely slept at all last night. The wind's just sort of slowly petered out further and further, but I didn't want to motor because I can't sleep and motor. And I didn't want to take all the sails down and roll really heavily because the waves are still there. So I was sort of stuck with the slatting mane every once in a while. And just when I would fall asleep, then all of a sudden it would be like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and I'd be up checking and seeing what's going on. And I don't know. It was definitely in pain. Not, not great sleep. Haven't had great sleep in a long time. Uh, you know, even though I can basically you know lay in the bunk lay in bed for you know 10 hours you know but if you're not actually asleep you're not actually asleep so i don't know i'm hoping that now that now that i'm in sort of the final leg of the journey um you know we should be pretty much off the wind at least until the Caribbean, and almost to the Bahamas, really. We should be we should be feeling southeast trades. And then we'll have to cut through some doldrums, I th- I'm sure, because the doldrums are pretty far north right now. And then once I get through those, it should be in the Easterlies. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to carry those right past the Caribbean, right past, uh, past the Bahamas, because uh, we're headed towards Buford, South Carolina. So... It's about 3,700 miles, uh, great circle route. So call that 4,000 miles with, you know, avoiding systems and storms and stuff, which I'm sure I'll have to do. But yeah, it's basically uh, 40 days, maybe 45 days. It'd be It would be so great if it was 45 days because that will put us right on with 100 days at sea, 10,000 miles sailed around the Atlantic, non-stop, solo. You know, it pales in comparison to doing North and South America or around the world, you know, total. But still, during this time of year, it's a challenge. Holy cow, what a pain. You know, not so much the the storms, although there have been a couple, you know, rough patches, it's the calms. And it's just day after day of, like, trying to eke out as much speed as you can from this little wind. But you still have the waves. I mean, at least up in the Labrador, the seas were so calm that, oh, God, the seas were so calm that you didn't need but five knots of wind and you were sailing. You're all good. There's no problem at all. I got some great footage of, of just, you know, basically sailing at like four and a half knots on a completely glassy sea somehow, you know. It's just because it's so flat. But I don't know. I this This stretch, on the last time I did this stretch along the coast of South America, it was great. We were flying, um, you know, pretty much just sailing under the drifter alone. And that would be pretty cool if that's the case. Hopefully the hurricane season, you know, sort of amps up and then quiets itself down by uh, as October comes in. Because I'd love to be able to sort of skip right through and get up there without... Not too much worry, yeah. Boy, I might have to take a napper. It's hard to nap though when it's ninety-two degrees. Um, <laughs> it is so hot. Oh man. Uh, not having a great time. I'm not gonna lie. It's 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 a struggle to find the little joys and little things to sort of keep me. Semi sane, semi happy. Uh, it just, I I would just give anything to not be on this boat and to be somewhere else right now. But I have a good month, month and a half left. At least I'm headed back. I'm not headed any further away. Hoorah for that. But uh, yeah, boy, it's it's a mental challenge out here to try and try and keep the brain going keep uh keep everything going it's all about the getting the routine i did some some uh some work on the boat this morning ran the engine for a while that sort of stuff uh yeah i gotta get i gotta add to this routine <sighs> oh God, i'm so tired i'm gonna have to come back and, and start this one over and start do i'm gonna do two quick 10 minute ones or something because i'm so tired Anyway, sail safe.
0: Well, uh, let me apologize for all the yawning on that one. Obviously I was pretty, pretty whipped after, uh, those strong Southerlies and such. Uh, that was, that was a pretty miserable time and it was a shock too, because normally, um, any other time of the year you would come into the doldrums and then hit Southeasterly trades and, uh, I was just getting walloped by southerly, strong southerly winds, uh, which <clears throat> I definitely was not expecting. But it was kind of interesting how empty the ocean has become since this COVID uh, thing is, has come about. You know, normally you are dodging boats quite often in the Atlantic unless you're just out in the middle. And I wasn't seeing anything out there. It was, it was really incredible. And it, it was also... Uh, an addition to the loneliness, you know, even though you may not even talk to a ship out there at sea that passes by seeing one, especially after, you know, a week or so has gone by without, without spotting any, um, I don't know. It gives you a little sense of there's other people out here and the world is going on, but you know, on this trip, there was not much, uh, out there. It was, it was pretty incredible. So um definitely on the emotional roller coaster and that's a low point um that little that little section there and you know it happens you you have your ups and you have your downs and you don't feel great and you know a lot of it has to do with how much sleep you're getting and and you know what's going on but i am getting closer and closer to the point of of you know heading back home even though it's a long stretch to get there and and i have to cut across basically the hurricane path but it's it's slowly coming around, and I can I can definitely uh, I can I can just picture that those moments and those days and and how I felt and and knowing you know how far it went. It's it's so hard to control your mind and and keep that focus in the day and not on the future, and that's that's what I was struggling with out there. So that's it for today. Thanks again, uh, and again if you you looking for a little more information on the first trip, that book, Sailing Into Oblivion, available on Amazon. Have a good one.